Hey everyone, welcome back to the podcast. I'm Aaron King with Coach Bob King, and today we will be talking a little bit about biomechanics, how it fits into program design, correcting things you might see in an athlete, seeing things that you see in yourself, and uh, just some of the common questions we get. But what I really want to touch on today, uh, and maybe you can expand on this, but when you look at corrections, so think biomechanics, you know, core. Uh, inefficiencies, deficiencies, weaknesses. I was talking to someone the other day about this saying, well, sometimes when you have deficiencies, it's more so the deficiency of the program design. And I look back at some guys where it's like, I've never worked on core, but when I go do the core training, I'm crushing it because my I'm already checking those boxes. Can you touch a little bit on where we have a disconnect or we, we kind of miss the boat on, on those types of, uh, you know, misalignments from program design. Oh, absolutely. Here's what I want to start with because this is a reoccurring theme in all our training. Everything is connected. I don't know how many times in my teaching or, or coaching I've said everything is connected. So let's go right to your last comment about your core. You can't do anything in weight training without your core. You've got to stabilize yourself, hold yourself upright. So anytime you do any strength training, the core is going to be engaged even though you're not doing a specific core exercise. Now to go into the same theme of training with uh, speed and, and, and athletic development, everything is connected. So here's how it flows. An individual comes in and says, I need to get faster. Well, the first thing we do is say, jog down. So we have a little track 30 yards we run down, jog down. You're going to see so many things exposed or uh, revealed, revealed being good, exposed being bad, in, in the first jog down of the warm-up. And so I, I tell everybody, speed training begins on the guh in go because as soon as you start moving, you're either good or bad. With that in mind, what we're looking at is posture, arms position and swing, foot swing and position, and now we can see what does that athlete's mentality say about movement. From there, when we start speeding up, we always say as well that speed exposes flaws. And so even if the drills that we do in the lead up phase are good, speed will break them down if they're not ingrained with the proper technique. So we start with the fundamentals always. And depending on the athlete, whether we start at the top and work down or at the feet and work up, we're going to focus on the most deficient area because if everything's connected, if you correct one, you'll usually fix another one to a certain degree. So for example, arm swing, if it's low and slow, your legs are probably just going to be slow in general. So whatever we think will work best, heel cycle, arm swing, which one will have the best impact overall, we start with that. Okay. So you see some deficiencies, you see some corrections you need to make, uh, whatever it might be. Maybe someone's got some weakness in their lower back. They're off balance with their shoulders because they're a, playing tennis or something or carrying a bag on one arm all the time. You see those. Now, a lot of folks these days, yeah, there's the trends and, and the things where you focus on biomechanical core training to correct those. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. I'm saying that's generally where folks will go, but they'll stay there. Right. So what... What have you seen and how much do you think, uh, kind of walk us through the, the, how speed training corrects those or what gadgets you do to correct things and where's the kind of the, where do you break off to get into cuff and stuff or whatever? Like where, where do you focus yeah. your time to correct things? Well, it, it's, 
it's a long short story in other words when we see them in the beginning stages uh identify a um, an area to start in a weakness like you're saying now here's the thing i don't know exactly what's going to work and so uh, if you um it, you know if you let me let me give you i want to give you this example from what i understand in in pathology medicine a pathologist does not learn necessarily every bad disease part of what a, a human body or tissue can acquire but they know everything about what healthy human tissue is so even if they don't recognize a disease when they look at a diseased tissue they can go that's not right i don't know what it is but it's not right same thing with money treasury agents learn everything there is about perfect correct legal money so if a counterfeit comes by and they don't recognize something they go i don't know what that is but it's not supposed to be there same thing ironically with running i'm not sure what's going on but that's not that's not normal or that's not right so what we'll do then is say how do we cure that or how do we how do we correct that we just simply tell our athletes all right we're going to shop and compare because that means i'm going to say right off the bat i'm not sure what's causing that so in order to correct it we're going to go through a menu or a list of things and try it until we get it right so let's go back to the arms we have several devices the first thing we'll do is uh, put a, a light weight in their hands and close the hand up more than we like but if there's a problem that's extreme if you go to the extreme correction most of the time they'll land in the middle and then you gradually take that correction away from them so uh, sloppy hands can be corrected by breaking the egg which we say don't do but if you break the egg you can't do all the bad things that go with a loose wrist so we'll swing the pendulum too far to make a correction and then gradually loosen it up give them a plastic golf ball carry the egg but don't break it and just work from there if that doesn't work we'll give them a light one to two pound maybe an older athlete a three pound hand weight to run because it's much more efficient to bend the arm and swing it with weight than to swing it open and straight so we take these all these little gadgets shop and compare let's find out what works and then use that once we identify the problem that that's fine identifying the problem is usually pretty easy give me a solution that's the hard part all right so when you have a solution and you're you're doing the drills like a carry the egg but don't break it what's the balance of active running drills versus a more isolated band movement that's slow or on the ground and you're trying to isolate a body part or do you try to do everything where it's all working together how, how much do you isolate uh, initially we isolate right off the bat because we have to fix a certain movement if we're going to get anywhere if we um, try to do it all at once do everything get nothing and so what i like to do is do the drills those are usually slow and controlled do the gadgets which may make them do things they're not comfortable with or used to doing and then i tell them every time okay here comes the hard part sprint just get rid of everything don't do the drill don't use the gadget and sprint and a lot of times if if they have an athletic aptitude they're going to start getting the idea their body catches on pretty quick so what we'll end up doing is seeing a pretty good improvement right off the bat and this is this is the coaching point for coaches don't overthink it or over talk it and uh, uh, let me just say this we all really have the same information uh, we can go to the same textbook internet or whatever and have the same information and I think I run into guys that still do this even they've been in the business for several years 
too much information. And we all did it in the early stages of my coaching, and we're getting back to the speed in a minute, but this is critical. In the early stages of my coaching, my one of my goals was to let you know how much I know. Well, that's not the problem because they wouldn't be there with you if they were worried about how much you did or did not know. So I'd explain things and use all the right terms and everything, and they're looking at me, uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, what do you want me to do? And it finally dawned on me, they want to know what to do, not all the stuff I'm giving them. So what we ended up doing is translating things. We already talked about carry the egg. Well, I can't say to flex the fingers to 80 degree position and hold that at isometric contraction until it's time. Carry the egg and don't break it. Same thing, better results. And so what we'll end up doing is isolating that movement that really is the worst of all of them and work on that correction because everything else starts to fall in line. If it doesn't, then we do have corrections for what's not working. Everything from our blacked out sunglasses for the head position to uh, straps on the ankles. We, we've got a big menu of things for corrections. All right. So the blacked out sunglasses is an interesting one. So maybe you're trying to correct posture. So if we have somebody who is bending over too much, or maybe your left ankle, like me recently, my right ankle started swelling. My left ankle is the one that was hurt. It's just like Kevin Durant or uh, Clay Thompson. Yeah. What tore his left ACL and then his right Achilles. So yeah. you have these imbalances that cause, you know, the referred injuries. So where is, what's your observation or your th thoughts on, those types of corrections, because again, maybe going to the corner, getting some bands, some light dumbbells and going through 30, 45 minutes of just isolating a thing would be a, a, what I see a lot of. Mm -hmm. Whereas you're doing a balance of running corrections, getting posture running. Like, so how much does running correct the same thing that some of these rehab movements correct or where's the place for all that? That's a great question. It's a great point, I think. And I don't say great just to be, you know, you know, the dialogue part of it, because it actually is great to understand. We do as much moving as possible. We do a little bit of stationary, but that's not our, our, objective our objective is to get you moving correctly and there's once in a while we'll go do some of the wall drills sprinting has its own world of wall drills that we use to to isolate a technique so they can go slow have balance and see it and feel it do that again do that again then we can translate to running so a classic wall drill is a leg cycle heel up heel up around and down so to do that in motion we just created the pedal of the bicycle up around and down but now we're moving so you look listen to this you lift weights you put weight on the bar and you do more reps and put weight on the bar and do more reps to get stronger so in speed training we want more strides because strides are like weight room reps you've got to get them in to get better so what we'll do is have them do a drill, come back, do it again. Here's the boring part, do it again. And now give them, once the body starts to lean toward, okay, now you're catching on. Then we'll add another piece. So if we need to add five principles of a movement, one, 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 check it off. Two, two, check it off. Three, 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 check it off. And so we'll get it put into play until they understand it and their body just figures it out whether their brain's involved or not. Okay, what about the athlete that's pretty solid you know they're already they're already balanced their technique's good but they're still spending a lot of time on the more isolated movements or what you called it uh stationary movements mm -hmm. okay what what's the the point where it's like hey man just get back to work do a little bit of that quit spending so much time in that corner because you're yes. you're missing all the primary lifts yes well 
you you answer your own question and, and people don't realize it so if you're spending all your time doing that what are you doing you're getting good at doing that so let's go do the thing you want to be good at it's take what you're trying to improve and use it and see if there's anything else that can be improved upon i'm asked all the time why uh you know it doesn't matter right now we're in championship season you have you know nba's going on uh, uh tennis has got all the big majors going on golf majors are going on and so people ask me i'll tell why does he need a coach well you need feedback because in your mind you can start saying oh man i'm looking pretty good or i'm not going anywhere or i can't you know so you could be your own worst enemy and just having a coach who knows what they're doing and saying that's good let's do that again that's huge but a coach that can also say now wait a minute you're starting to drift away from the point let's make sure you stay on task so coaching is huge in the sense of keeping you focused so that you are going down the lie the lane you need to go down back to your original point I don't want to be inadequate as a coach that I have to stay in the corner and do stationary stuff that I'm comfortable with because I'm uncomfortable with the movement because all those moving parts have to work together. And if I have a, you know, if I have a right arm, I have a left arm. So they have to work in sync because just because the right arm's correct does not guarantee the left arm is correct. One-sided athletes will have imbalances. So baseball players, you know, throw right, bat right or whatever. So you've got to work on the offside to make sure it stays in harmony same thing with in you know tennis and other one-sided athletes you want to call them that you have to make sure there's sync and harmony because when they move in their sport they're doing the same thing over and over one-sided now it's rare but still have to look for all those imbalances and once you see it in running then you can go get the isolated movements and start to raise the deficiencies up to more of an equal balance all right and so in closing what's something you would say to let's say a biomechanics specialist, someone who spends the majority of their time on that, uh, or the parent or the, or the other coach who's really trying to jump into that and, and wants to find its place, what, what would you say to them uh, as they approach it and where it fits into a more broad training program? Well, let me give you several principles that I like to use and, and not all at once because I wanna, I try to address the individual to their level of understanding or interest or um, uh, attentiveness. Uh, so we'll start with technique. Technique produces efficiency, efficiency produces speed, and speed exposes flaws. That means there has to be a flow. You have to get your technique down. Once you get your technique, you get to speed up. So don't get, if you spend all your time breaking into details, you never get moving. And you wanna, you wanna create, Things correct themselves if you'll let it. I interrupted myself because I don't want to be more detailed than necessary to say, if you will get moving, the body, I was taught this by uh, Tom House at the Texas Rangers many moons ago, that the body is smart enough if you will let it. In other words, get out of the way and let the body do what it can do. So what you want to have the athlete do is run and give them one or two, and I have some maybe at most four word cues during a drill, you know, a kick, up around and down elbow back knee up there's four words that's it elbow up elbow back knee down so that's elbow back knee up that's all i want you to understand in running so when you're talking about teaching somebody less is best how much you know needs to be interpreted into what they can learn all right well Thanks for letting me grill you a little bit. I um, definitely wanted to break some of this stuff out because I think it's important that folks understand where things fit. And uh, as we 
you know, bring it all together. Uh, but that's all we got for today. I'm Aaron King. You can find me at Deep Snap on social media, YouTube, Instagram, etc. And then Coach Bob King is at Coach Bob King. We actually got TikTok going, so we're breaking down some of these yes, topics sir. on TikTok and Instagram and YouTube. If you want to get all these details and questions answered, and then of course KingSportsTrain.com is where it all comes together. You have the entire library, and we put out a ton of content for free. So go check it out, and uh, we'll talk to you next time. Thank you.